previously on the rebound. Previously oh, on the that's, rebound. That's good, Lex. I like that. <laughs> dun, dun. We have a bunch of clips where it's just like, it's been a while. <laughs> no, your face looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they brought that character back. He's going to be important this week. <laughs> you guys, I I uh, I don't know where we want to begin because there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Is there? We are we are taping this still in the bad place, but by the time you hear this, <laughs> unless you're a Prime <laughs> subscriber, we'll be in the good place. So just putting that out there. We'll be in the in the <laughs> better place. I'm mean, good. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm grading on a curve. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. But uh, we do have some questions from listeners. Oh, we're starting so, with uh, questions. Gonna, wow, jeez. Wow, okay. okay right. You got to put the ads up top, and this is effectively our ad for Rebound Prime. Prime.reboundcast.com. Jack Carlson has a couple questions. Uh, the first is, if Apple does remove the charging port on the iPhone 14, as mm-hmm. many pundits are predicting, how do you think they'll sell wireless charging to those of us who know that it's a less efficient way to charge a phone? Apple has never <laughs> tried, to my knowledge, to suggest a less efficient technology <laughs> superior. Well, they do like they did with the AirPods and somehow deliver a wireless charger as efficient as one that plugs in? I think the answer is... The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think the other thing is define less efficient. <laughs> they won't efficient. give you a choice. <laughs> well, that's one. But define... That's, like, that's we've my said, belief. We've said this before. Apple likes to tell stories, and those stories involve omitting facts that are inconvenient, right? Yeah, like, right. they're going to talk about how convenient it is that you have a charger that now, like, magnets on, and you don't have to fiddle around and put it in, right? Like, they're not going to talk about, like, wattage, because... Yeah, right. I think that they would compare its efficiency to other wireless charging, and it'll be the most efficient yeah. wireless right. charger. Around. Right, right. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, despite being full of a wire, mm-hmm. yeah, actually still having a legitimate wire. I will say, I just bought this week, um, or I received, I should say, I, I bought the new Studio Neat charging dock. Mm-hmm. So it has like a little place where you can like pop in the MagSafe charger, and it has a watch charger that you can also pop in, like a little space to pop in the watch charger. So I replaced my old one, which had the Qi charger, which wasn't working as well with the iPhone 12 and set that up for my wife, which is good for her because she has two phones. So she can wirelessly charge one and plug one in. It's good enough for Dan's wife. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at her. She's. (laughs) Look at that wife. Yeah. (laughs) This is getting weird. It is getting weird. Should we start again? (laughs) Nope. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. So, but are you enjoying your new Studio Neat charger? Is it does it everything line up the way you want? Yeah, actually, I, it's a little interesting because of the, the way the wire comes out of the MagSafe charger. I was used to having like the wire pointing like down towards the bottom of the phone, and because of just the angle of it, it now points out the back of the charger. So when I go to put it down, it's like oh, it's quote unquote upside down. It works fine. It just is like a different behavior, and I will say it's a little. I was used to like putting, I had just the MagSafe thing sitting on my nightstand and I would just hover the phone over it and like, you know, get it close enough that the magnet would just glom on. And now mm-hmm. I actually have to put it down and like make sure it's secured. Mm-hmm. But it is still fairly easy to tell when it's actually on the spot as opposed to with some of the Qi chargers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just using the MagSafe charger. Just yeah, that's fine. I just like having bear it. On, bear on the nightstand. Yeah. I'm just plugging mine in every day. It's not the only thing that's, anyway. <laughs> I just plug mine in. With a lightning cable, still. Well, not, not next year, apparently. Yeah, no. I'll be grumpy when I have to make that change. Just drill a hole, and then you can put the lightning cable in. Jack Carlson also asks, I can buy a TV with Alexa built in. One Good with for Chromecast you, Jack. Built in, even a Roku <laughs> TV. 
Why isn't there a TV with Apple TV baked in? They can make a superior monitor. Why not a TV? Even if it was in conjunction with a manufacturer like LG. Oh, I'm sorry. This was this was Gene. Oh, thank you. Oh, I was, yeah, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you if it was Gene Munster in writing in disguise. Didn't know Gene was a prime <laughs> subscriber, but... <laughs> He listens, so if there's any good Apple television gossip, he can get it here first. I will say, I find it more plausible now in some ways than I did a decade ago, where, like, the stuff is so commoditized that it's actually not the same big outlay that it used to be. But I also think that with all the the fact that they've made all those deals and AirPlay works on a bunch of other platforms now, I just don't think Apple has any interest in doing that. It's not, they don't make anything off it, right? The, the, The margins on TVs are probably pretty low. Right, they've got their set top yeah. box, and they can make the Apple TV app available. And yeah, it's just like it, this is not a—I don't know—TVs are not things that are updated very often. Yeah, meaning like people don't buy a new TV every year to stick with upgrades. So it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a very Appleish product to me. I don't know. And they have not—they have not licensed Siri on any other hardware other than their own. Correct. And I don't think that they are in a hurry to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally. Uh, listener Mahir asks, and I will say, Jack asked his question about the TV stuff twice. Jack is the second time he submitted his questions twice, so I think he's leaving a browser tab open with us and it's refreshing. But anyway, uh, listener <laughs> Mahir asks, question for Dan. Congratulations on your fortitude of enduring Twitter over the last 14 years. What's your secret? I hit my 14th anniversary in March or so. When do Lex and John hit theirs? I guess you posted an anniversary tweet recently, Dan? I did today as we record, yeah, as a matter yeah. of fact, because mm-hmm. I happened to look at the Twitter website and it told me it was my anniversary. Otherwise, I probably would have forgotten. It's it's a day I'll never remember, Lex. Um, <laughs> um, what's my secret? You don't have to, because they tell you. Yeah, that's right. My secret is large periods of time where I don't pay any attention to Twitter. <laughs> I, too, am at 14 years. I just checked. I, I don't remember what I, happened. Oh, you can check? Yeah, you can check I, I uh, remember your profile. It usually tells you you've been there since when. What happened in like January, February of fourteen years ago? But all the people we know, all the people like us, but what you mean like Apple ecosystem nerds, all joined Twitter then. So I'm guessing honestly that like it was a Gruber daring fireball post. Like, here's why you should join Twitter, something like that, because yeah. that's when everybody well, joined. I, I would right guess Twitterific. I think it was you guys. I, mean, I think it was Twitter. Me. Twitterific was probably mm. one of the big things. I think they started a little while before that, and that's just when it hit, yeah. like, mainstream. Because everybody was reading about it on that, wait, where do we go before Twitter? <laughs> I remember I remember getting it on my old phone, my, um, you know, my whatever the heck it was. Um, right, oh, wow. it, it, whatever the hell I had yeah, before I it predated, had an iPhone. It yeah. well predated the iPhone. Because I, I, I joined April 2007, so I will, I will hit my anniversary in April um, so, my 14th. How long have you guys been on app.net? <laughs> i post there all the time do you not too, do too you not read soon. my stuff or <laughs> too soon <laughs> too soon lex not cool man oh, I, it man. is funny to look at so if you in tweetbot anyways it gives you your twitter user number at the bottom uh of your profile page yes and i look at that and i think well it's pretty high mine's like six digits and then i looked at the one that joe biden had to make his new account before it transferred over to potus and it's like, it's like 12 digits long or something. I was like, holy shit, those things are like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's I, a lot of bots. Now that they have bot accounts going crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's what it is. It's like for a yeah. while it was like, oh, this person was, you know, started in a million or something like that. Like that's, yeah, I got a six digit one. That's pretty good. And then you're looking at people like, oh, now it's comically large. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
there are there are nine million faux black people for Trump. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Before the show, most was telling me how much he's going to miss Trump when he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> so you guys want to talk about Apple cars again? <laughs> No, um, I, but I think this is a good time. This is a good time to let everybody know. Oh, um, you know, make an apology to our our subscribers that because we are, you know, soon going to be a um, an Apple only podcast. <laughs> oh, because Apple, I see where well, you're going. Is, that is not true. Um, but Apple is. I was like, John, um, all we did was talk about Apple in the first place. I don't see what's changed. Oh no, you're oh, referring no, to that. Yeah. Rumored to be um, creating its own subscription podcast service that's the right way to say it lex that- what do you think about that i Let's go to lex. got i have no inside information on this i have heard plenty of rumor about this for more than a year and which means i'm very very well connected but i uh i think why wouldn't they right it's to me it's 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 not something to think about like the app store or like apple music or anything like that it's something to think about like apple news right go to big creators of great content and say hey do you want to be on our curated thing and we'll pay you some rev share to give us ad free versions that we can put in there you think that's all i mean do you think they'll do stuff that's paywalled essentially too or do you think it's just about i think once you ask them to let you in there that yes they'll do because that's exactly how apple news works right you can get some stuff that's i i I don't think the free tier is just apple podcasts app right but i think there's nothing in apple news that you couldn't get in another site if you went to their paywall it's interesting right it's a great question i i mean i have worked on you know at companies that make premium services and you want it to be exclusive to you and then initially you can do that and then eventually you get into deals where it's exclusive to you or other exclusive places Mm -hmm. uh, which is why like you can get all the same movies on hulu that you can get on netflix unless they're hulu or netflix originals so i imagine over time it'll be some of each uh, but I bet at launch it'll just be exclusives, uh, Apple Arcade style. So I think, I mean, kind of with you, like I, I don't, from a business perspective, I don't see why you wouldn't do this. Like people, you know, we're all fans of, of open podcasts in the sense of like traditional podcasts. And Apple certainly has a huge amount of clout there. Well, you and I are. I, don't know about I was going to say, no, let the record show Dan is right. <laughs> we are all fans of open podcasts. Despite... Except for Lex. Except for Lex. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, right. We're all fans, including me, of open podcasts. But I'm an ally. Let's the, difference, the difference is you are also a fan of closed podcasts. True. Yeah, I'm a fan of everything. But let's be clear, at the same time, Apple, well, it's, you know, done a lot to distribute uh, those kinds of, you know, open podcasts for years by maintaining the, the centralized sort of database. Apple has no qualms about turning around tomorrow and saying like, yeah, but now we also offer all this stuff behind a paywall, right? Like, so, I don't think they have I any mean, reason not to do that. I think that's absolutely right. But like when I went and took a job at Macworld, obviously that was a job that only existed thanks to Apple. And so thanks to Apple for that. But the same thing was true when I went and joined Midroll, which became Stitcher. Like that job only exists because of Apple, because Apple has been so good for podcasting, right? Like putting that app as a default app on the home screen and promoting podcast solo through directory and all those things were huge. Like serial doesn't become a monster hit without Apple Podcasts being there. And certainly Serial was an inflection point. I mean, point, pod- podcasting podcast. doesn't become a hit, right? Like, without Apple yeah. putting it in there, there would have been, That's like, half a dozen, exactly. like, directories here and there. And you'd be like, oh, you got to right. go search on Google Play for that. Or, oh, you got to go to this website. And like, it was would have been, like, it RSS, been, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. It, it yeah. was and is RSS. And without Apple, that's all it could ever be, right? Yeah. 
I don't think like my guess is this, right? If Apple has a subscription premium play for podcasts, that's part of Apple One or an individual thing. Nobody's going to buy it standalone. It just won't make yeah. sense. Yeah. But it'll be high quality audio, which to me is a little bit funny because if people are listening via Bluetooth or if it's all spoken word, who gives a shit anyway? Right. But it'll be high quality audio. It'll be ad free. And there will be some stuff that's originals, but it'll mostly be pre-existing stuff. Most important question. Will it, I, I mean, John already alluded to this. Will it be us? <laughs> <laughs> Do we make the We have cut? not discussed this. We have not discussed this. Are the we going to discuss this live on the air? <laughs> I, w- I want to know what you think. The problem is this. It could have been us, it, but Apple's going to be mad that we talked about our negotiations on the show. Know. So it's, we're, we're hundaying. It depends on how much money they're going to offer us. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a lot for us. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, so so no, forget it. I think that no matter what, it doesn't block you from having your free thing available. So I don't know why anybody oh. would say no to be. So honest. what you're saying is Rebound Prime Max is exclusive to Apple Podcast to Plus. Apple, oh, yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, no, we would not want to join. I would guess also. I just throw out there. I think it's also there's a good chance it would be part of music, Apple Music, a la what Spotify has pulled off. Or at no least, way. No, you, you think they're going to reunite those two services? They're going to they're going to bring podcasts back to music. I, don't, I mean, I don't know about from a a standpoint, but I like think I think like it's like from the subscription it. perspective. I I I, dis, I disagree with okay. that. All right. I bet that I I think any chance that they can take to charge more money for something that will. Well, more I, money. I'm not saying they wouldn't increase the price of Apple Music. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> or say like okay. if you buy again, yeah. bundle it in a way of saying I mean, like, like it's yeah. it's fifteen dollars. If you pay another five bucks, we'll give you a bundle with Apple Music and Apple Podcasts Plus. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not paying more for it. But if it comes with my Apple One, you may also thing, get an Apple I, One. I there's might, no. I might. I was about to, to say them, there's nothing that stops them from making two bundles. I was like, I guess would it be Apple yeah. Two? Would that be the second bundle? <laughs> I recently, just this week, I actually switched back to the Apple Podcasts app. God help me. What? Yeah. Why? Just because I it, the, the ubiquity of the service. I mean, I can use it on any device that I have. You know, <laughs> you can't use it on any device, but it's on all the devices that I have. Interesting. So. It's funny to me how popular Overcast is with a certain subset of people, right? Basically, Apple nerds again. Mm-hmm. Like, we can see our stats, and our stats include user agent. And so... <laughs> I give demos of, you know, I work at a podcast technology company and I give demos of our service to people sometimes. And I often use uh, demo series, but sometimes it's more helpful to show with real numbers. And so I so many times have done demos on screen shares with the rebounds stats. And so I have seen our stats so many times and I know that we are like very heavily overcast. Our, our listeners are overcast people. I'm an overcast person. And it's funny to me how much overcast mirrors how i think about podcasts even before it existed in terms of how i want to browse and how i want to listen and how little apple podcast does like i look at apple podcasts all the time that's where the charts are you can see related content new stuff whatever and i still find it weird so i'm i'm impressed john that it is good enough for you yeah well i'm coming from castro and i'm you know Mm. the most recent version of castro i forgot how much you hate marco is a little bit confusing to me And I've never gotten completely used to the new version of Castro. And I think that's probably why I'm switching Um, just because I feel like I'm constantly klutzing around um, trying to get Castro to work. I like it. I love the interface elements, but I I can't I have a hard time figuring out where everything is all the time. (laughs) And that's probably because I'm 900 years old, but whatever. I do wish there were more apps brave enough to name themselves after dictators. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. I, my head Stalin was like a like a like a deals app like ah this is a total stall. 
I have to say, on podcast front, I actually use Apple Podcasts most of the time, and I think it's what? in part. I do, I do. I use Overcast occasionally. I have them both. I actually have a hard time with Overcast. I I don't like particularly either of them. Uh, none, neither of them quite mirrors the way I want to consume my podcasts. Hmm. Yeah, um, I would agree but with I'm that too. infrequent enough in the way I consume things that I end up using Apple Podcasts just for. I think kind of like John was saying, the frictionless experience of just having things everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't love the way it works, but it, I kind of understand it in a way that I sometimes struggle with Overcast. But that said, there are some things that I listen to in Overcast, and sometimes I feel like there there are certainly better features in Overcast. I just get frustrated with some of the experience. But and I know we've talked about this before, but do you guys one Xers on your listening speed? Unless yes. I'm doing it for a specific, per- like there are definitely times where I've yeah. had to catch up on a podcast before recording a podcast, and those I will definitely listen to at multiple speeds, yeah. especially if it's something I was on. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah if i have to listen to us talking i definitely listen to it at like two or three x just skip right to the end <laughs> skip right to the end i should hear that sweet sweet exit music <laughs> there was a whole bunch of stuff late last week uh from both mark german and i think ming chi kuo about the mac lineup for this year oh, yeah, and beyond right. mm-hmm. including the tantalizing possibility of the return of MagSafe <laughs> to the mac yeah which i'm i'm a little my father-in-law literally which, asked me about this yesterday like we were on a facetime call with him and he pops on and he's like so what's about the what's with this rumor about magsafe coming back because i was about to throw out my old magsafe power adapters but then i saved them from the trash i'm like i don't think those oh, are gonna, gonna work be different those are not gonna work with whatever they come out with they're next gonna, they're definitely gonna be different i i assume that they're gonna be <laughs> like a giant circle like the ones they're gonna be just like the ones that work with the iphone Except um, but, bigger. so you but you're gonna have to turn your macbook upside down in order to yeah. charge it yeah actually what if you could put it what if it was just the standard magsafe charger but you you uh it magneted to the apple logo on the back of the laptop that'd be cool that would be cool i don't think that's gonna work i don't think it's gonna work either yeah first of all it's not where a battery is so you got to do a lot more wiring through your monitor at that point which seems like a bad idea i think it could work i mean i think it could work in the same way that you know like the pencil charges where you just sure yeah stick it onto the out like it's just a smooth surface on the on the side of the macbook and you just connect a connector there i mean it kicks back to our introductory question though right like magsafe does not charge fast uh on the phone and if you're charging a laptop battery i feel like those are there's so much higher capacity that you yeah it takes longer right so right i don't know i'm not sure how that's going to work but it's an interesting Again, idea just, just drill a hole in your macbook and yeah you sure faster mm-hmm. i do miss magsafe i'll say it's one of the few downsides to switching to the uh you know leaving behind my 11 inch macbook air is that I did love I MagSafe on it. I don't miss it that much. I miss it a little bit, but I um look at this guy not tripping over his computer all the time. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I you know I will probably when I minute I get up from this podcast. But the thing that and you know I, I have a MacBook Pro that has ports on both sides, and I have enjoyed the ability to be able to charge on either side. Uh, and I'm going to miss that when I get my <laughs> my Air because I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. Which is annoying because I think they, should, you know, if they should, if they're going to put just two ports on, put them on either side. Yeah, yes. I, I right do agree with that. I, that one has not, I have not been bit by that, but I think mainly because I just doesn't like. I only charge. I have plugged literally nothing else into my MacBook. <laughs> yeah, I that that is, I would say that the double the ports on either side is my favorite thing about my MacBook Pro, and I use my MacBook Pro way less right now because I've decided I I work at my desk and I think of my Mac as for work, so my macbook pro kind of just hangs around right now but having those ports on either side is like just i don't know i freaking love that 
<laughs> I was listing in my head the things that I am very much looking forward to with, with this new air, though. Um, obviously, the, the M1 is going to be one, the fact that it's got twice as much RAM as the other, twice as much hard drive space is all very good. But the other thing that I just kind of forgotten is that the trackpad is a little bit smaller on the air than it is on the MacBook Pro. And I hate this giant trackpad. I hate it more than I hate the touch bar. I don't really hate the touch bar. I don't I don't love it at all, but um, I don't particularly hate it either. And the, the trackpad just I'm constantly hitting it with the heel of my palm and it puts the insertion thing someplace where I don't want it to be. And oh, yeah, I'm typing I, in the wrong I have spot. that happen on my air, too, though. Drives oh. me bananas. That is not an issue I've had. That's interesting. Oh, God. Yeah. And then, and then the keyboard is the other thing. Um, and and right. inverted inverted T keys. The mm. arrow keys. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge plus. I yeah. love that you're excited for those things. I want to talk more about trackpads. But before I do, I don't know about you guys. I was telling Moltz before we started recording that you know we've, we've gotten special desserts. We've got cakes. We've got uh, hot chocolate bombs all celebrating uh, what, as we record, is tomorrow's inauguration. Are any of you dressing up for the inauguration? <laughs> <laughs> I was invited, but I'm not going. <laughs> This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. Make every moment an opportunity to look your best. With Indochino, perfectly fitted custom clothes are more affordable than you might think. Uh, I have worn custom fitted clothing at industry events where I've done well. I've worn them at weddings where I've done announcements of the bride and groom following their nuptials. Uh, I've seen Dan wear Indochino clothes at his very own wedding. It was the same wedding. But uh, man... You really look good in a custom-fitted suit. You know why? Because it's custom-fitted. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, coats, and casual wear at surprisingly affordable prices. And that's no malarkey. You can customize everything from the fabric and lining (laughs) to the lapel shape and monogram. The choice is yours. And again, if you have a three-letter name like me and Dan, you can make that monogram just be your freaking name. They can't stop you. They won't stop you. They'll, in fact, encourage you. And since your order is made to your exact measurements, each piece will fit you and your style perfectly. Each time I read that line, I think it's going to say each piece will fit you and only you perfectly. But if you have a twin or somebody who's got your same measurements, it'll probably fit them too. It doesn't say that. It's just what I always expected. Anyway, the best part, Indochino's <laughs> suit started just $299 with all customizations included. They're not charging you extra for that customized lapel. No, no. Book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That's $30 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. If you use the promo code REBOUND, our thanks to Indochino for their support of the rebound in America. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> so thank you to Indochino. Trackpads. Why are all other trackpads horrible? Like yeah, I my don't kids know. have Chromebooks and you touch them and like they make me shiver. To, do you know what I mean? Like there's a weird tactile thing on some shitty trackpads that makes my skin crawl. Am I alone in this? <laughs> I don't have that reaction, but I will say I have a lot of frustrations with using them. Like every once in a while, I'll use the trackpad on my wife's ThinkPad and like I'll be clicking and there will be like menus showing up or whatever. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) To be fair, she can't use the trackpad on my Mac. She gets equally frustrated. So, you know, I'm willing to chalk some of that up to you're used to certain things, but I find the Windows laptop trackpads just bizarre. Hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I I, the only thing I mean, the Hank. Well, I, I, I don't use touch tap so um and hank loves touch tap so anytime i have to use a laptop that he has configured it drives me bananas but that's a different issue but there's but there is different uh, yeah and and his the one in his lenovo is that what he has now yeah uh no he's got a dell now um is is very wobbly like Mm, it mm -hmm. it does not i mean obviously the, the one on the macbook is completely solid even though it doesn't seem like it is um but the the one on the 
on a Lenovo is like much wobblier than like a MacBook trackpad of like 10 years ago that had an actual click. It's just it's soft on the edge. Maybe this is right? a semantic yeah. thing, Me but too. like if you have to have to click off, but your trackpad doesn't actually click, aren't you always tapping to click? <laughs> Chew on Don't that. Start with me, Dan. Don't start with me, Dan. <laughs> I, you can't even chew on it because it doesn't move. It's, I mean, you can chew on stuff that doesn't move, just not very effective. Uh, Believe wait, me, I I've tried. I want to rewind back to these some more of these uh, rumors about these laptop. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mean you mean rebound? I want to rebound back to some of these rewinded rumors about laptops. <laughs> rebound rumors. John, can you do the theme song? <laughs> oh, we do this part naked, by the way. <laughs> that was supposed to be like the Seinfeld. <laughs> so you missed. Not like a porn movie. You missed but, slightly. Okay. Just, just by that much. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor of a 14-inch MacBook Pro in the works that would replace the 13-inch model. And the uh, are probably like getting more room out of the bezel. Um, there's also a, what was the other things that they were going to add to some of this? There are some possibilities that they would, um, redo other ports as well, but they didn't quote, didn't specify what other ports they might add other than USB-C. I kind of find it, that seems weirder to me because I, I just don't know what else, like, would they put a USB-A on there and be like caving? I don't think so. seems unlikely. Not like they, no, I think at this point, what's the, no, I just think it's probably any port in the storm. I'm just not, I choose not to deign that with a response. I, it seems like they worked so hard to get to that single port that I kind of find it hard to believe that they would now decide, now yeah, let's add other stuff on there, but who knows. And then there was also rumors of uh, a no touch bar uh, version as well, which I know John just said yeah. that he doesn't hate the touch bar, but I also feel like there's not a lot of people who love the touch bar, right? Like I don't think, yeah. The touch bar if the is touch a, bar went away, I don't think you'd get a lot of I think pushback. it's a, a prototypical John Jr. John is what I would say. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I think if Apple really believed in the touch bar, that their external keyboards that they sell would include a touch bar. Yeah. Yeah. Or or I mean, they would have I think moved it to the air too, potentially, like or at least like right. considered yeah, it. Put it through considered the, it. Well, you have to put it through the whole lineup, otherwise people don't People don't use it. But developers exactly. don't develop for it. It Devel- doesn't make any sense. Exactly. If, if it can only be used by certain of my users on one yeah. like otherwise identical platform, yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah, right. I mean, it also was always one of those things that seemed flashy and cool, but I think just tended to lack a lot of reason for use. And I think there's also a strong argument that physical buttons are better. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Steve Jobs is screaming in his grave right now. <laughs> Someone let him out. Jesus. <laughs> he was cremated. He asked Jesus. Um, and then I think there was also a rumor of a, uh, uh, they were talking about an iMac redesign uh, as well as a, um, half, yeah. uh, basically like a cube, almost like a cube inspired Mac Pro model. Because right. nothing sold like the cube. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the cube didn't sell because it was too, priced too high. And not it, and it, it was cool. not particularly great for that price oh my exactly God. And right it's, right God, my dad had one for years my dad had one like we he still used it when we started this podcast <laughs> but it was the number of times you turn that machine off accidentally while trying to plug stuff in or take stuff out i will never <laughs> forgive apple so what you're saying is physical <laughs> buttons are often better lex that's, that's mm-hmm. all i'm saying it had a physical button yeah. it was just you had to lift it up to and hit. touch the button when you yeah. lifted up the whole unit to get to the ports god i hated that fucking mac 
and uh, along with that, potentially a lower cost consumer display too. Uh, Apple getting back into the display business, I guess, it gives me a little hope that maybe they'll make another airport router. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I really, I really wish they would do that. Actually, because I, 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 I too, went, but... I went to a lot of trouble looking at different air, different Wi-Fi routers, and I was very dissatisfied with what I found. No, multi understand, but Dan, do you have beef with your Eero setup? I just, I, it works fine. It works fine. I think I would prefer something if I had my choice of getting a product that was as good as the Euro but wasn't from Amazon. That would be yeah. a strong contender, honestly. Totally fair. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. I would probably not run out and replace these immediately if Apple came out with a router. Well, nah, I might. <laughs> I'm very susceptible. <laughs> Let's be honest with. <laughs> I am very susceptible. Would you guys buy an Apple display again? Have you ever bought an Apple display? Do you own any Apple displays? You ever owned an Apple display? My most you own like seven, I'm sure, right? I didn't. I, the only no, the last actual you know just dedicated display that I owned uh, was a big CRBS CRT for my um, my sawtooth. <laughs> oh fuck, um, that CRT. Yeah. So it's been it's been a little while. It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's been twenty years. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I have had an iMac, but, um, you know, with a built-in display, but I didn't, I, and and many laptops, um, but no, I have not bought an Apple display. I have ages. I tried to get Schiller to give me one, but that never happened. Yeah. Well, well, nice try. (laughs) I have a, uh, Apple cinema display, 27 inch, like LCD over literally on the other desk in the office. Um, but I've never, I have not, I don't remember the last time I used it. Honestly, I was debating giving it to a friend who might have use for it but like the problem was he wanted to see if he could hook it up to a chromebook and i was like i don't even know how you would do that i bet it could be done with a series of dongles but yeah which was also a name for this podcast at one point mm-hmm. i i'm not even sure that's possible but i yeah i feel like it should i tried at one point to try and hook it up to my wife's uh thinkpad which has a thunderbolt port or USB-C port or whatever and it just would not see that port so Mm, that didn't work but it's just it's also non-retina so it, you know i think it, it also has its limits as far as that goes i don't think i've ever bought an apple display i've had you know devi- apple devices with built-in apple displays like my phone and my ipad no but i've, I've had you know the apple all-in-one max but to, i don't think i've ever bought a standalone apple to be display. clear i did not buy this display this display came from macworld mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i yeah i don't i don't have any use for it right now i'm not even sure i can hook it up to my old my macbook air either also the lack of retina then compared with the macbook air i think would be very jarring so i know you guys have been um freelancers for a long time and you know dan obviously you worked at macworld uh full-time but were you ever the guy at a job where you asked them to get you a mac in what was normally a, a pc shop <laughs> i mean i i knew it was never gonna work so no i did that at i realized just this week i did that at every job i ever had now like most of the, my most recent jobs have been mac shops even here at r19 we'll ask people what they want but tell them everybody else has a mac so everybody just gets a mac even the people who don't want them but um my favorite memory of this because i've always been like that i'm gonna need a mac like i will be more productive for you if you get me a mac and it was at the time in you know when you could decidedly say that a mac would be more pricey but i was like i'm worth it and just do this it'll it'll let my job sat (laughs) and drink but uh at one job, when I worked at a web hosting company, my second job out of college, um, my first job was as an assistant to an agent, and it was the worst job I ever had. But they got me an eMac. <laughs> they, wow. they wanted to get the cheapest Mac they could get. So I worked for a couple years on an eMac, and I loved that Mac. Mm. It was great. Wow. 
Interesting. I was just thinking about that. I was yeah. never able. So, you know, prior to Macworld, where, of course, again, pretty much all of us had Macs, <laughs> I worked at a couple places that were university uh, departments. And at that day and age, there really was, that was like early 2000s. There wasn't any, there were no Macs. Uh, at either of the places I worked. And my job was generally IT related, so I had to fix Windows machines. So I always felt like it kind of behooved me to have one so that I could figure out what was going on sometimes. Mm -hmm. I did occasionally bring my personal laptop in to work with me because there were some things that I liked to do in there. And there were definitely a lot of tools that I wanted on uh, the PC that didn't exist at that point that I used on the Mac. Like, I mean, I was using BBEdit and stuff like that for coding, and I never found anything on the PC that I liked quite as much in that era. But yeah, I, I, I think I took a lot of abuse too from my coworkers who were who were IT people who were like, oh, you're a Mac user. Uh, oh yeah, so did I. I mean, that was, that was yeah. in the, especially like late 90s, early 2000s, that was not the yeah. best time to be <laughs> to be a Mac user in a Windows environment. Yeah, I I used to bring, I mean, I didn't do this until probably the mid 2000s, but I used to bring my, uh, my MacBook into work and do whatever i could possibly do on it rather than use the piece of crap that they had given me um and when we when the company moved to seattle and we went with an open floor plan which was horrible by the way we were close my department was close to the marketing department and the marketing department was all max mm-hmm. so <laughs> i used to sit there and look at them and be like, damn it <laughs> That's why it was an open That's office plan, John, just for that. <laughs> I wish you guys had larger is, monitors. Yeah, one of the so many hard. problems with an open office plan. Other rumors include uh, a a um, touch ID sensor under the screen. That one's back uh, on the iPhone. And also the uh, Apple working on foldable iPhones, which I think, you know, we've why discussed they before. Be? Yeah, why not? I mean, if, well, sure. I, I don't believe that they can do touch ID under the screen. Like, I, I think they can't. I'm not that you, the you don't believe I don't know why they would. wouldn't use the button. Um, yeah. Because Since like, they they've already gotten that working on well, the they, iMac. I mean, the, the doesn't iPad. I thought Samsung already had one that was an under screen one? Didn't somebody yeah, ship there's, one? There are, they yeah, exist. there are ones that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying start your photocopiers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they're well, good, but, I mean, you know, but they probably don't work well, and that's yeah. probably why they haven't done it. <laughs> right. I mean, there's there's also. I mean, that said, I would believe that Apple could find a way to make it work better potentially. Yeah. But right. I agree that the it could be expensive. And... They they've they've demonstrated they can do it on the sleep wake button, so why not just do that? Yeah right yeah seems a lot more like natural too since you have to use it to unlock your phone anyway so i i definitely was surprised that they didn't and i i understand how these production cycles must work and how far in advance they must lock what the new phones feature are going to be but like it did it did feel like this was the time to make phones that did both face id and touch id yeah well ideally yes but they didn't (laughs) and now i hope that by the time the next ones come out it's like yeah who cares like right (laughs) Well, it's still nice. I mean, you know, if you wear a scarf or something in the winter or you, I don't know, there are times when you might want to do it. Or like, I have that problem still where I have to turn off the requires attention to unlock thing because the sunglasses <laughs> I wear don't work with Face ID, right. which I find annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am intrigued to see if the new iMac that they eventually come out with will incorporate Face ID because I feel like that seems a natural for the iMac, at least. Um, possibly for the laptops too, but you know, I, I, I don't know why they haven't gone that direction yet. Maybe they were waiting for the, the Apple Silicon in order to make it happen. Right. And like, I was thinking that if they do that in an iMac, it's doable, right? Cause they know exactly how wide the screen is. They know where the camera is. They can know what angles it has to be looking at. You can't, <laughs> you know, what I've been wondering is the same way that Apple never put touch ID into an external keyboard. Could Apple put like a weird up your nose looking camera <laughs> 
on a keyboard that could, you know, have enough of an angle on your face to let that work so that you could do it with any. Ah, uh, nose ID. <laughs> like that'd be awesome. <laughs> Classic. And there's the title. <laughs> it's number 17 on my list, by the way. Not ranked. Uh, this would be the first time they redesigned the iMac in a super long time. I mean, like the iMac, aside from the, you know, some, they, they've changed minor stuff over the years. But I mean, like my parents had a G5 iMac. And aside from the fact that it was white plastic, like it looks basically the same yeah, as right, the iMac right. today. And like, again, there's not that much you can do with it. Although I really wish they would incorporate something like the XDR displays, like adjustable height and stuff like that. Because I do think it's a damn shame that the iMac is, it's not very ergonomic for a company that likes to pride itself on like health and wellness and stuff like that. Like I have mine in a stand because it is otherwise just sitting on my desk. It is way too low for me. That's, that's how they get you, Dan. They, they hurt you at the Mac and then they make, make it up for you. Um, you know, it's a, it's a vicious, it's a vicious cycle. You have to buy the, uh, the watch in order to exercise, to fix everything that's been screwed up by working at your Mac. All day. Or they sell me a stand for a thousand dollars. That seems to be working out great for them. <laughs> And wheels. Ooh, can I put my iMac on wheels? That seems... Nope, that seems dangerous. Let's not do that. You talk about Apple as, you know, caring about health and stuff, and obviously they do. The ergonomics, though, just by virtue of selling laptops that people use as laptops, there's no way to make a laptop that's ergonomically friendly. If you're using it as a laptop, right. it's bad ergonomics. And uh, I don't have any solution to that problem unless you make really clever virtual glasses. Or hmm. real glasses that hmm. have some kind of virtual technology in them. Oh, where no, I see my go. screen on my glasses and I can keep nobody's going to do that right you're going to look at your you're going to look at the actual screen not straight ahead at your virtually presented screen but anyway well, you want you want to have an actual screen you'll just have a keyboard laptops are bad yeah, for right. you. just physically they are like i agree are. with that and i mean i honestly desktops aren't that great for you either let's be clear <laughs> like you can make it you can make it better for you but it's not designed to be good for you computers computers are bad for you all the computers way around computers are bad for you <laughs> so is living <laughs> Well, let's not do anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I was also going to add, this came out last week too. The, uh, we're so close. Another, uh, another AirTags <laughs> leak uh, where, you, where you can type a Just URL in Safari. About AirTags. <laughs> it's AirTags all the way down, guys. Don't like to, uh, When AirTags show up, let's talk about them. <laughs> I, well, I mean, come on. I tried this. It worked. It was a thing you typed into Safari on your iPhone, and I it know. like takes you to the Apple Tag, the AirTag interface or whatever, and I find it yeah, hilarious. We talked, didn't we talk about it? We talked about this last week. Did we talk about it last week? I, I don't listen to the show. I don't either. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't know. What you, fine. 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 <laughs> now, now he's now he's fine. mad. It's now, fine. Now he's mad. I actually think AirTag is a dumb name. She could put that out there. They haven't actually it. called it's it fine. that yet. <laughs> could be something else. Fair. Fair tag. It's called Secret Feature. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Although it does always remind Overruled. me. I probably told this story before, but it does remind me of the fact that when I was in high school, uh, you had the graphing calculators, and you could run little programs on those graphing calculators, like the TI-85s or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. And my friend of mine <laughs> made a program he could use while taking a math test so he could like basically cheat and he named his program not a math cheat program <laughs> <laughs> which if you knew him was pretty much on brand <laughs> way to go i guess that's why he was cheating at math <laughs>